Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Hey, welcome everybody. Good morning. Morning. One decent pastor. I don't know why I do that. David, Chad, and Brent here uh, with uh, the big topic of the mark of the beast. We're going to answer all of your questions. Everything you've ever wanted to know, you will understand. We solved the mystery. (laughs) We're partly excited about this and just partly terrified. (laughs) I'm not even sure why we're doing this. (laughs) Because people inquiring minds want to know, dude. Yeah, they totally and we, we don't script these conversations. I think most people know that. So we, we don't know, like, this could be a quick one or it could go on for a while. We don't know. We don't get together and, like, collaborate ahead of time. So Yeah, yeah we just we just kind of wing it on these things. Yes, we do. You know, in, in fairness, I would say this is something that people have asked a lot about. People have a lot of different ideas about it, and it's, and it's worth talking about. Cause well, it's, it's one of those few things in Scripture that breeds terror in the believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, like... Whenever you got something that's able to just knock a believer off their game like that mentally, it's probably something worth looking at and addressing. Yep. So. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything going on before we get into that? Yeah. Chad has. He's repping. He's repping Starbucks this morning. Oh, wow. Today's episode brought to you by coffee. <laughs> what kind what of coffee you, is that? What, Chad? what do you got in there? That this, looks. This is a cold brew coffee with uh, salted caramel foam. Wow. So I've been on a cold brew coffee kick for quite a while now, like a few years, and I, I like my cold brew coffee. You turn it into a chick, bro? No, this is cold brew coffee. It's not an orange smoke. It's, 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 it's not a foo-foo drink. It looks foofy. Salted no. caramel is kind of, I mean, if anything says salted caramel on it, I'm, I'm kind of in. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of my, my go-to at Starbucks. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, are we still doing? <laughs> we're moving on. Uh, are we still doing uh, third Thursday tonight? Yeah. So okay. I think we're going to switch up the menu, and, and uh, the, the Gary who's been organizing it, you know, probably sick. isn't going to be there because yeah. uh, I don't think he's real sick. But you know, he was. I don't want to say too much because who knows who's listening. But yeah, let's just say he's under the weather. Uh, anyway, so I think we're doing. No, I'm just kidding. I think we're whoever's doing, listening can crack that code. Yeah, we're doing uh, <laughs> Little Caesars pizza tonight. So yeah. It I've been be, waiting for this dinner. It will be hot. Thursday. It was going to be chilly, which I know you're, you know, a big fan of. But uh, I'm down. With we're going Caesar. with the hot and ready Little Caesars. That sounds good, great. You know, but it's hot and ready. Crazy sticks. Maybe we can figure that out later. <laughs> My wife's going to pick it up and try to bring it here right on time. Yeah. So cool. six o'clock tonight at this location, we'll be doing it. I got to find someone new to do the testimony too. Chad, Chad, Chad was open to do it. <laughs> I was hoping Chad would do it. I was going to ask Rock, Chad. paper, scissors. I'm like, I don't know if our people have ever heard Chad's testimony. Table talk and a testimony the same day or one decent pastor, I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's hardcore. And Chad is handling all this, by the way, oh, for whatever. us. Setting everything up, the camera, the stream. Actually, Brent, you helped us. I helped a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's a team effort around here. The so. vicar is in Mexico, so mm-hmm. he's no good to us. Probably right. sitting on a, on a white sandy beach right now yeah. with yeah. some shorts on. I don't know about that. And he's got some Crocs. He's probably wearing some Crocs right now. <laughs> Eating tacos at 10 tacos. o'clock in the morning. Brown That's canvas it. pants and flip-flops is my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening, Vicar, hey. Yeah. By the way, I'll you can it. find the One Decent Pastor on Spotify platform already. 
It's not. It's supposed to be on iTunes, but it's I don't a, we're still it's on working iTunes. on iTunes. It says it's been approved, but it doesn't show up still. So yeah. we're working on that. But it, it's most everything. Kind of everywhere else. Okay. So if you search it, you'll find it. I think yeah. I saw it on Amazon the other day. Amazon Music. Yeah. We've got we've got tons of listeners now, like six. Yeah, it's going <laughs> gangbusters. So it's it's just exactly like we thought it would take off. It has. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, by the way, tomorrow night is the t- the uh, town hall meeting here at uh, Three Arts. So our annual meeting. If you're a a three R attendee, this is your church home. Be there for that, please. Yep. Tomorrow okay. night at six thirty. Yep, yep. So there Sounds you go. Good. Should we dive in? Yeah, we should dive in. Let's do it. All right, Lord, help us, please, with mm. this topic. Yep. Amen. Uh, probably a good place just to start would be to maybe just read through Revelation 13 and um, and look at what it says because this is where we where we find that. Um, this is the only place I think we find the mark of the beast, correct? Well, it refers to it in, in like 14, 19, some of the other places where it refers sure. to people that have taken it and so forth. But this is kind of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this is the definitive chapter on it. So uh, maybe just <coughs> start at verse 1 and we'll go on down. Uh, it says... And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads, with ten diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like the bear, or like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to the dragon, I'm sorry, and to it the dragon gave his power and its throne and great authority. One of the heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal <coughs> wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast, and they worshipped the dragon, for he had given authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? Got to scroll down. And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months, or three and a half years. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And it was also allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book book of life of the Lamb who was slain. Anyone who has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword must he be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. And then in verse 11 it says, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. It also causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. I used to love reading through that chapter before I was a Christian, when I was an Iron Maiden fan. (laughs) I didn't understand a lot of it then. Uh, I understand more of it now. but (laughs) Iron Maiden, huh? Well, you know, it's just the... You know, used to draw Eddie. I used like, to draw Eddie on everything. Yeah. Yeah. On his Levi's <laughs> in class and on his desk. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Big fan. Right. Didn't know, but it, they had a, a, an album called The Number of the Beast, and so I had to find out what it was all about. I don't think there was yeah. a desk I didn't sit at like, <laughs> during high school that didn't have Eddie drawn on it. So that, was, that would have been yeah. my fault. Yeah, they all wow. came from Idaho. Yeah. All those desks. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Yeah, so this is, um, you know, I think, I think what, we, what we see happening with Christians today, like you described, is that um, rather than be comforted and feel security knowing that God has kind of told us a lot of these things beforehand so that we can be prepared, um, there's people that are just terrified and, and freaked out by this kind of stuff. And, and they're afraid they're going to, you know, maybe accidentally take the mark or stumble into it in a way that, you know, maybe they weren't ready for it, and, um, and they're, they're afraid of it. So, Do you think they're terrified of taking the mark? Well, I mean, I think some of them are, or terrified <laughs> of, like, the wrath of man that's going to come down on all those that don't take the mark. No, well, that's a good question. I mean, it could be both. Well, yeah, all yeah. of the above. Probably yeah, all both. Yeah. But I remember even, like, you know, back in Idaho, there was a, the, at one point they gave a new prefix, a phone number prefix, because we'd run out of the old ones, and, and it was 666. And I remember people in the church right then just going, well, I ain't taking that number. I mean, that's <laughs> right. like they knew that if they, if they awesome. got that phone number, yeah. they were doomed yeah. eternal, you know, for eternity yeah. because they'd taken or a license plate or yeah, whatever it happens exactly. to be. And so there was that idea that, you know, you could, you could stumble yeah. into it in some way. Yeah, it's definitely become a, a statement that number, and even in our you know modern day culture, you yeah. know six 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 is. It doesn't matter if you're a believer or not. Everybody knows that there's yeah. something about this number. You know, I have to admit, not long ago, my inbox one day got to six six six, and I marked a few emails as red just to like make sure yep. I don't want to get there. Don't want to <laughs> land there. Yep. I don't know how long it was going to take for the next email to come in to get me over. It's like ah, I got to mark like ten of them as red. Yep. So. <laughs> like, like, even if you know that's not the mark of the beast, you want to make sure. Right. Like, I, just, not, just in case. I'm not going to have it anywhere. Just right. in case. Right. That's right. <laughs> so let's maybe start just kind of looking at some of the observations we can make from Chapter 13. Um, maybe kind of try to summarize a little bit of what's going on there, because it is a lot of confusing language, symbolic language. Um, what, do we, what do we have going on here? Uh, maybe talk about the, the, the dragon, the, the beast, and the false prophet. So the dragon... Like if we're going to try to identify some of this, like the dragon is identified for us in chapter 12. Yes. So at least we have that character, um, you know, we have an, a, a, an exact equivalence for that character, which is Satan. Yep. Yeah. The dragon 12 is identified as the devil. tells us that. Satan. Yep. So you have the dragon, which is Satan. So that means the beast is something else. Right. Even though it's backed by the dragon, the beast is something different. Which, um, which we find this, this language like in other places in our Bible, specifically Daniel, you know, the book of Daniel, chapter 7, when he's talking about statues, you know, um, built out of different layers, and then it's interpreted as different kingdoms, and it seems to be some of the same, some of the same language as this. So, so the, the, the beast seems to be a collaboration of power, a collaboration of kingdoms. I think it's most, it's accept, I think it's safe and accepted to say that. Yeah, maybe it's not. So, so it's not your your most hated tech giant or political figure. Yeah, it doesn't seem to right. be a man, right? right? So we we oftentimes take the Antichrist, which we see as a as a dude, you know, or whatever the the man of perdition, like we're going to get into, and we tend to make that the um, the beast, right? And you're taking the mark of this man, but. That's actually not what this chapter is telling us. It's telling us it's a collaboration of, of world power. 
Well, and I think that's it's just good to, to kind of realize that when we're dealing with symbolic language and, and things that are really kind of hard to, you know, to come down hard and fast yeah. on something is probably not a good idea. So, yeah. so the, some people would say this, you know, this is referring to the Antichrist and the false prophet is, you know, another another member of this uh, kind of unholy trinity right. that, you know, you see um, Satan often copy what God does. And so you've got the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you've got this unholy trinity of the, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is, um, the world is going to gather around and worship yeah. this you know this entity whatever whatever it is and, and buy into what they're selling basically and that's one thing we're noting is as you go especially through 13 and start looking at some of what we just read like it's it's a whole like narrative of counterfeit yes you know right even the, all the way through even when it talks about you know one of the heads seemed to have a more resurrection to have a mortal wound it yeah. looked like and so so the, yeah. what the world's watching yeah. is you see him just copying God. You know, Jesus exactly. died and rose again, right. and and that because of that, right? Um, you know, that that proved who he was, and so you see this kind of fake right. attempt at that same kind of thing, yep. where you have this wound that you know yep. this thing looked like it it had died, but it didn't. And Even so, the enforcing of a mark to yep. say basically like I own you or yep. your allegiance is mm -hmm. to me. That's something that you know we were talking about before. You know, Deuteronomy seven, we see or six, we see some of the same stuff where God tells us to take His word and put it on our hand and put it on our heads and it's just this cu this counterfeit yeah, you know right all the way through so, so satan is wily but he's he's not very original he just kind of copies what he's, he's what a he's big dummy he's <laughs> and, it, and it works you know i mean it's uh, i don't want to say he's a big dummy now go read jude david <laughs> no i i, I, I jude was the first thing that came to my mind when i said that so yeah <laughs> but, but i think we all we see the same kind of language throughout uh, uh revelation with god marking his people um, and so, you know, you, you read in Revelation 7, 3, you know, don't harm the, the earth, the sea, or the trees until we've sealed the servants of God on their foreheads. Mm -hmm. So you see God sealing what he owns, right. what belongs to him, and then you see Satan kind of trying to do the same type of thing with those who are, you know, following Well, him. we yeah. might as well just jump to it right now because a lot of the terror is that Christians think that, that they won't know what it is, and then it might be right. too late, and no, they accidentally, accidentally take it. Yeah. But the sealing, like, matters. So even, even when we go to, like, Ephesians chapter 1, we know that believers are sealed. They're marked when they become born again, when they become Christians, yeah. when they become owned by God. They're owned by God. And the guarantee, the seal, is the Holy Spirit that's given to us. So we're, we are marked. I don't care if you're yeah. a Jew, if you're one of the right. 144,000 it's talking about. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, if you, if you belong to the Lord, you're marked. You're already possessed, owned, secure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the hand and the forehead, I think, are, are things you see throughout Scripture. Um, you know, again, uh, the idea that God says that your name is graven on my hand. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think uh, in Revelation 22.4, it, it talks about us, you know, that we, we will see his face and his name will be on our foreheads. So it's just, it goes back to that idea of, of ownership. Mm -hmm. um, that we don't really, um, you know, how, how, how does that happen? It's not something we stumble into either, you know. Right. God, God purchased us with you know, with Jesus' blood, and, and so we, you know, we belong to him. Well, and it's caused us to be born again by the Spirit. Like, it's right. this right. thing that's, you know. And it's the Spirit thing. The Bible talks about that it's a guarantee. It's a deposit yes. that guarantees right. his yeah. return, right? right? The idea is, like, if you put money in the bank at some point, you're going to go back to that bank to get, you know, what you put in there. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how the Spirit is. Exactly. Um, yep. Yep. So it says very clearly in this section that we looked at in verse, in verse 8 of chapter 13, um, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of, the, of life of the Lamb that was slain. Um, they're the ones that are going to be, you know, on the opposite end of this thing. So you've got mm -hmm. you've got those that are, 
that are in Christ, whose names are written in the book of life, that are that are distinguished from those in the world that are following the beast. It's not, right. um, you know, it's just clear cut that way. Right. And he even goes on to say, you know, if anyone is taken captive to captivity, he goes. If anyone was slain with the sword, the sword with the sword, and he must be slain. He, you know, this is like this is kind of done in, in God's economy. You mm -hmm. know, he knows who are his, he knows who aren't his. Right. This mm -hmm. is just playing out. The, you know, not our loss that the Father gives to the Son. And that's yeah, why it's right. good to read everything together rather than pull verses out, right? Because if you just read seven. That's pretty. That's pretty terrifying, even to a right. believer. It was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer mm -hmm. them, and authority was given it over every tribe, people, language, nation, and all who dwell on the earth. Well, well, worship it, and it's like if you stop right there, yeah. it's <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. we need a pre-tribulation option because <laughs> if we exist on the earth, like we're going to worship this thing. Um, but if you keep going, it says everyone whose name has not, like you just read, yeah. been written in the book. So it's like it's important for us to read all the way through things and collect yeah. all the information. Not not to backtrack a week, but like what does that say to the people who think that we're not going to have any tribulations, trials as Christians? Like allowed well, to make we're not going to be here. The saints, right? Actually, Didn't you read chapter four, bro? We already yeah. disappeared. <laughs> it is kind of funny because it, the, a lot of the people that are worried about this actually do believe in a pre-trib rapture yep. which is totally inconsistent because if you believe that which yep. you know we have kind of already tipped our hand and told you that we don't and you know so but if you do believe that you're not even going to be here during this time when the right. mark of the beast stuff goes down and so there's people tripping out right now Correct. wondering if the vaccine is the mark of the beast and we hear that wondering if there's there's a lot of different things people think might be this there's microchips going down and there's all these kinds of different <coughs> yep. things happening and people are right now afraid they can do it but they're not consistent yeah. in what they even mm -hmm. believe because they think they're not going to be here we think they they will be, and that's why right. it's worth talking about, mm -hmm. because there could come a time when it, this goes down in a way that we do suffer incredible persecution, yeah. Yeah. the that's wrath of man, not, like the right wrath, not the wrath of God, and, and you know we need to make that distinction. Yeah. Christians don't have to go through the wrath of God. The Bible makes right. that clear. Right. But the wrath of man, there's going to become a point where Christians are going to be viewed as the enemy, yes. and they're going to come against Christians, and we might have to go through yep. a lot. Yeah, the, the most challenging statement for me to read is the end of 10, which is actually a rad statement, but it's a challenging one that says, here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, this is going to be a challenge. Again, yeah. you're, you're secured, but this is going to be a challenge right. to, to push through. Well, and what would you need yeah. to endure if something wasn't hard yeah, sure. or difficult? For sure. You know, why call for endurance? Yeah. 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 And I think it, it, it goes against... Um, kind of what American Christianity has for brought sure. into for years now, that we won't ever have to go through hard times. Um, you know, God's wrath is one thing. The reason we don't have to go through wrath, we would all agree, is because that went on to Jesus mm -hmm. instead of us, so it doesn't have to come on to us. He, he, he absorbed God's wrath on our behalf. That's a done deal. But when it comes to the idea of Christian suffering, yeah. um, it's been a foreign concept to us. And, right. and, of course, we don't like it. We don't like the, I hate the idea of it. I would, right. you know. Pre-trib rapture is still my favorite view. I would I would love that to be real because I don't want to be here through any of this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus said, you'll have to suffer. The world will hate you because of me, and, and yeah. you will suffer for my namesake. Yeah. And so it's a real possibility. Um, that, but again, God is faithful in that, and, and he's, he said, I won't leave you or forsake you. I'll be, through, you know, I'll, I'll be with you through these things. And we are sealed and guaranteed that we will end up in his kingdom. So right. Again, there's, there's a difference between the wrath of God on the earth and the wrath of man yep. on Christians. And if we don't acknowledge that difference in scripture and parse that out, then we will be confused and maybe mm -hmm. come up with some different kind of views. But there is a difference yep. between the church experiencing the wrath of man because we're the church um, and experiencing the wrath of God, which 
we won't because it went on Christ. Right. right. So. And, and I would just argue that, and you guys would agree with this, that, that the wrath of man upon the church has existed since the beginning. Since right. the beginning. Yeah. We haven't experienced it here, but it doesn't mean yeah. it hasn't gone on. And, right. and so sometimes when we talk about you know the idea that we shouldn't have to go through anything difficult, like tribulation or persecution, yeah. you just imagine all these Christians throughout time that, yeah. that are kind of looking right. at us and going, Rolling are over you in kidding their graves. me right now? <laughs> no, I remember like, reading. Why, why um, do you think that? I, w- I was reading um, history on Polycarp one day, and uh, it was just talking about this dude on the way to his death. He was being transported like in a chariot, knowing that he was going, and, and he was being taken to the Colosseum in Rome to be fed to the lions, because that's what they did. For, and we're talking like, you know, a, a century, two centuries removed from Christ, you know, with these guys. And it, it had his prayer recorded that he was praying on the way to this Colosseum. And, and, and you're just, like, it's overwhelming to think about. It's yeah. overwhelming to think about uh, Christians in history and, and how, how they've experienced the wrath of man. Um, and, and you and I, you know, have, you know, our, my armchair broke or, Right. My snowblower's not working. Or, the, the devil's you know, against me because yeah. of these things. <laughs> or, or someone called me a stupid Christian. You know, like it's it's just ridiculous, yeah. dude. So yeah, it's always been there. Yeah. You know, there's a blood trail. Well, I think the other side of this too is just you know, having an eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our time here on this earth is is not much compared to eternity. It's it's almost it's nothing compared to eternity. Right. And you know, you guys like you know Polycarp and and even the disciple, just people throughout history. You know that have been willing and able to endure such difficult things uh, in the name of their faith. It's because they're looking beyond you know what's here and what's now. Yeah, and, and even that the, they they marked it they counted it as a privilege to suffer they did. for yeah. the name of this Christ. dude's prayer was amazing yeah. as he yeah. was going to this coliseum. And, and you see that yeah. you know you see it made me feel like a little piece of poopy. Yeah, <laughs> to, to watch right. this dude prayer his faith. But but I think that when the time comes, um, you know, Christians will rise to that occasion again. You know, if that if that is what we have to go through. Yeah. And knowing that, that we are suffering um, for the sake of Christ, you know, um, because of our allegiance to him yeah. is a privilege. You know, it's something that, you know, these people were singing as they're burning on the stake, you know. And, 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 it, and it, you know, I believe that his spirit will allow mm-hmm. us to, to have that same mindset when the time comes. And so even sure. though it is terrifying to think about, um, he's going to get us through those times, whatever it, whatever right. it happens to be. You think about Hebrews 11, I mean, it's past, not future, but, you know, Hebrews 11, yeah. you know, you know, all these names that we know, you know, Moses and Noah and, and Samson, but then there's this other other group of people who we don't know their names. And it says that, you know, that they were destitute and they went about in the skins of sheep and goats, like, you know, incognito and that they lived in caves. <clears throat> it says some of them, you know, shut the mouths of lions, but some of them were sawn in two. Yeah. And, and it says of that group that the world isn't even worthy of those yeah. people. Um, whose yeah. names, you know, this side of heaven will probably never know. And, and they suffered. They were persecuted because of their faith. So what are some of the distinctives yeah, maybe of the, the mark? Um, you know, the, for the people that think they might stumble into it accidentally, like, you know, okay, the, I mean, like the vaccine is, sounds like a silly thing, but I've heard that. There's, there's people out there that are teaching right sure, now right. that that is a, the mark of the beast. Right. One of the problems with that, obviously, is that I know some really good Christian brothers and sisters that have been vaccinated, and I'm pretty sure they didn't lose their salvation when, yeah. when that happened. So the this magnet is a, doesn't stick to yeah. their arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, those those guys. So what are the distinctives? You know, what what do we? You know, what would you tell somebody that thinks they might be able to accidentally take it, or you know, what's it going to be like? Maybe. Well, I think we talked or touched upon it earlier that you know, like you can't accidentally stumble into the mark, just like you can't accidentally stumble into your salvation. Yeah. That, that it's it's um, you know an intentional act. It's um, you know one of allegiance. That, that you're not going to just like, oh, dang, I accidentally did this today. I guess I'm doomed, you know, now for all of eternity. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 
huge. Yeah, because you've got you know you've got places in Europe that for a long time and it's becoming more popular. Where if you work for certain corporations or companies, that's how you access the computers. That's how you access the database. That's how you access the building and the rooms in the building is by getting an implant that gets scanned, right? And so like that's not what we're talking about. Just because you have an implant in you. Um, you know, just because those people work for a company that gave them an implant so they can access everything doesn't mean they've taken the mark of the beast. I mean, the language here is clearly that this is a, uh, that the world is in a point of focus of us versus them. It's a definite point of um, people that hate God and the people of God against those who love God and are the children of God. Like, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a clear war, it's, right? And so it's a clear allegiance yep. to which side you stand on. So well, and when you read Revelation 13, uh, you see allegiance and worship. Yeah. Um, whatever. Well, and they can be the same thing. They are, too. Yeah, yeah. They're exactly the yeah. same thing. Yeah. But, but there's no question about it. This yes. is not going to be, you know, there's not going to be any mystery right. when the time comes. You will know that, you know, the choice is that you will either mm -hmm. worship and be a, your allegiance will be here or, or remain with Christ. And, I, you know, again, I don't even know that a true believer is going to have to, you know, really. Think about it. Think about it. But I guess if there's somebody out there, you know, who hasn't, you know, come to Christ at this point, there's going to be a decision that needs to be made of worship and allegiance, and it'll be an obvious one. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be obscure or hard to figure out. I think it's going to be a lot like what we picture, you know, what we see in the story of, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where you've got Nebuchadnezzar saying, "You bow down and you worship this beast," or "Correct into the fire you go." It's going to be that type of thing, not, you know. Not some kind of a weird like, right. you know, is, is my pet, you know, <coughs> damned, to, damned to hell because I put him in the plant, you know. And his, I knew I shouldn't have worked, took in that job. I knew <laughs> I shouldn't have worked for that company. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for saying Abednego the right way. Nobody oh. does. It's always a Bendigo, people say. Oh. So you got it right. Actually, I don't even like saying those names. <laughs> this is just me being weird right now, but their names were. It's uh, uh, the VeggieTales one? Is that what you're no, it, it's Michelle, uh, Hananiah, and. Azariah or yeah, something like that. Right. Those are their actual names. These were these were Babylonian names they were forced to take. And it's kind of, it stinks. That well, it was easier to, to sing the Sunday school song, too, <laughs> with the is. Babylonian names. But it stinks that we, we actually use the, the names they were forced yeah. to hate, that, you know, have. That I think the VeggieTales is Rack, Shack, and Benny. Uh, yeah. Rack, 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 episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I, anyway. glad I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> the mean sidetrack is there. Yeah. We cracked that code. <laughs> but but the idea that, um, you know, one of, the, one of the distinctives there is that uh, you won't be able to buy or sell. So right. so this is also going to be a, a point where Christians are ostracized completely mm -hmm. from the community, um, marked, you know, without... Yeah, I mean, right now, we, we think we're going through some weird things, and, and yeah. it's not it's going to be, again, such a clear-cut right. division that I don't think there's going to be much that we have to... Sounds, sounds like the wrath of man. Figure out, yeah. Huh. Yeah, and for those who don't do it, um, you know, when you read when you read through Revelation, and you you find out about a number that uh, people that you know exist at that time that, that can't even be numbered that have died during the time of Great Tribulation. You know, John asks, "Who are these people?" And I says, "They're the ones that they came out of the Great Tribulation. Mm -hmm. uh, they died because they refused to take the mark." Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of people. It um, is a lot of people. And, and yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So what, do we, what would you say to like uh, the, the idea of um, right now we have people that are refusing to do things the government's telling them to do because they kind of have this kind of a mindset, um, you know, that, that right. we don't have to do the things the government's telling us to do because it's, it's equivalent to this. Mm -hmm. um, that comes up too right now. And mm -hmm. I think you're seeing a lot of people that are saying, you know, we don't have to do what, what we're told because 
it's equivalent to. Right. So the, wor the worry is that even though, I think the worry by those people is even though this may not necessarily be the mark of the beast, like getting the poke, right. you know, the vaccine poke, like it's setting us up, it's conditioning us to just do what they say without mm -hmm. asking questions. Slip, I think that's, slip, the, slippery that's the hostility, right? Or the argument yeah. that most Christians have sure. about it. And um, um, I think you can say that about almost anything. I think it's, <laughs> sure, a, it's, it's a slippery slope. Like if you just start thinking in principle like that, like where it's just blown out. That's how I feel about speed limits. Then, then exactly. <laughs> when they first imposed seatbelt laws, dude, that one made me mad. I was like, I ain't wearing a seatbelt. My car is like, another one. If I want to die, then I'm going to die. If I want to get ejected from the car, <laughs> I have that right. You know what I mean? Um, like we can get stupid. Isn't that also called? Isn't that also natural selection? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can make that argument. <laughs> I think the hard part is like there's it's a discussion for another day. Right. <laughs> there's nothing new. So if we look at the government in Jesus's day, they were imposing some stuff that looked really um, stringent, like that looked like it, like they were clearly overstepping things that were not healthy at all for believers. Mm -hmm. And yet we always see this continual theme, you know, both by Paul, by Peter, by Jesus as well. Uh, I mean, we knew they were doing horrible things with the tax money they were collecting. Sure. And, and Jesus makes a clear statement about go ahead and giving it to them. Um, you know, it's, it's theirs. Um, don't worry about it, you know. And, um, and so I, I think we need to, you know, it's obvious when, when the government, I think it will be obvious to the church when the government tells us something that, that completely opposes what God has told us, and that and that's the difference. That's always been mm -hmm. the difference. Yep. Um, so, like, just because they're they're making laws that 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 seem ridiculous, you know, that they're imposing on us, uh, if they're not if they're not keeping us from from worshiping the way God has told us to worship, then what are we doing? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, why are we fighting these things? And yeah, keep your eyes open. Yeah. Like, there's gonna you know, yep. there's gonna be times they probably say something that oversteps you know, the boundaries, but like, well, I think, uh, you know, a question that we have to ask in that too is like, you know, who, who and what are we worshiping? Because I think, I think a lot of people would, would agree with what you're saying, but, but at the end of the day, you know, are they worshiping, you know, a way of life, right. you know, more than they're worshiping Christ? Exactly. Are they worshiping, you know, our freedoms and liberties because of where we live more than they're worshiping Christ? Are they worshiping, you know, politics more than they're worshiping Christ? And so there's some you know, lines to be drawn there. There are, uh, yeah. you know, for sure. Yeah. Definitely, and there, and and like that's the thing is like part of we want to look at certain things and like hold on to those and say God has mm -hmm. commanded these, but we don't want to look at like Romans eleven thirteen or thirteen, um, you know the first few verses that say he who opposes the government that God's put in place, like incurs judgment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We don't look at that and be like, okay, this this is a rebellious, non-worshipful yeah. act towards God, right. but this is, and so I would just say like encourage Christians to be consistent <laughs> like sure. as you approach a decision you know of, of either to you know rebel or to concede like do yeah. your due diligence in the scripture because it's a lot broader than we make it right so. well in the mark of the beast I think is going to be something that very clearly is you know you are going against yes you know God and his law and what yeah. he wants for us and you're you know that it, there's no question about that I think it's like you said earlier it's going to be a Nebuchadnezzar type deal where you, you've got a, a guy that clearly opposes God saying you're going to worship me or you're going to or die. Else, yeah. You're going to pay for it. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of verses that I think that are that are kind of encouraging to think about. Uh, Matthew 24, Jesus says, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. But the implication is that that's not possible. Mm, right. Um, that the elect cannot be deceived. So even though it's going to be convincing, even though, um, you know, 
a lot of people are going to fall for it. If you're in Christ, if your name's written in the book, you, you're, you're yep. good. You know, you're okay there. Um, and then we, we see that in John six thirty nine. You actually alluded to it, but I, I just love that Jesus is going to see to this. You know, he's not going to lose any. And this one says, and, and this is the will of him, him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. Mm-hmm. But that's only so. prior to the great tribulation. <laughs> it depends on which last day. Right. The last day for the church or the last day for the, uh, I'm just kidding. The last trumpet of this. Oh, we have our fun. That's, yeah. Huh. yeah that's good stuff. Anyway, the idea is he, he's not going to lose any. And, and you know, on the last day, his day, yeah. he wins. Yeah, it's yeah. a done deal. It's a done deal. Yep. Yeah. And then I, I love this one too. It's just a good one to, to ponder. Is First uh, Peter one three through five. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. Amen. And so. You know, this stuff isn't meant to scare the, you know, crap out of us. It's meant to, to, to help us to be prepared when the time comes. And, yeah. and praise God that he, he kind of gave us a sneak peek into some of these things so that we're not caught off guard. That's exactly um, what it is. Yep. It's because I think sometimes we can look at prophecy and be like, oh, he's wanting us to figure things out so that we fall on the right side of it. But he's actually giving it to us to, in, to, to create an, an, an assurance now that when you start to see things get bad, like, remember, I talked about this. Yep. You're yep. cool. Yep. We're good. We're good. Yep. Like it's a handicap. It's a heads up. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. gracious of him. You yeah. know, I'm the kind of person that I kind of like. You know, I, I can I can become a basket case pretty quickly. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I've never seen no, it. but no, it's that. true. No, no, it's true. Really. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and to have to have like this kind of gracious. It's going to be okay, bro. It's going to be it's okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And we're going to need I to have this. those words for each other, the church, Absolutely. Right. you know, as things Well, and even like, progress. you know, in the two, in the both the passages that we've been in the last couple of weeks, you know, it says that we're supposed to encourage each other. We're yep. supposed to comfort each other with these words yep. because we're going to need it. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, God's plan is, is moving forward the way it's supposed to. Uh, and, and he's not caught off guard and he's, mm-hmm. he's going to win. And, and we're going to be on the winning team when it's mm-hmm. all said and done. Exactly. And that's our hope. So regardless of how all this goes down and, and what it begins to look like, even in our country right now with the things that are happening, I mean, none of us like to see the direction things are going, right. but I believe it all is, you know, it's all going according to plan. Yep, right. Um, and then one final verse that I think is just fantastic is 2 Timothy 2.19. But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. <laughs> it's just like such a comfort, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, is this all you got, mm-hmm. Satan? You know, your, your little mark mm-hmm. and your little... And it's like, no, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can't touch this. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Do a little shuffle. Do we want to... Uh, well, the te- well, there's actually a few more things we can yeah, talk go, about go, here that we, haven't got, that we haven't got to. So, so we have the beast, or the dragon, which has been identified, right? Yeah, the numbers I thought <laughs> we were going to be talking. <laughs> you, you got it there? Yeah. So we got the dragon that's been identified as Satan, and we've got the beast that... that you know, has multiple heads and whatnot, which, you know, if if our if we can trust the consistency of our biblical language where we see that, they're they're probably nations that are collaborating with power, right? Like a one world system or whatever you want to call it. But then you've got this second beast that sometimes gets overlooked or overshadowed in this in this chapter, which starts in verse eleven. Then I saw another beast, and this one doesn't look scary or terrifying at all. It's like a little goat thing right that <laughs> like, pops like out and yet he's got the favor of 
the first beast. So you've got this one world government, but you've got this little this little nation or kingdom or whatever it is that emerges that has the full like attention of the world because he, he brings something unique to the table. And it's actually this, this little character that's kind of forgotten about that's the one who implements or creates the image of the beast, which brings us then the number. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of hard to keep it all straight, but if you if you read it carefully, there's actually some different players right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not even the beast itself that imposes the number of the beast. It's this second beast that rises up that actually imposes the image of the beast, which then uh, actually carries out death sentences and um, all that stuff to people that don't worship. It's kind of it's kind of weird, and yet then the number is the number of a man, right. even though the beast is kingdoms, nations, it's the number of a man. And so we might want to talk about that. For a so who, who is it, David? No, you tell me. <laughs> you go first, dude. Show your hand, bro. Chad, you go first. I've, uh, this is above my pay grade. This Bill one. Gates. <laughs> who is it? What? Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people would say it's, uh, you know, a president or a former right. president, a current president or right. a former president. Always yeah. an American, though. Right. It has to have something to do with, with <laughs> our You would, you would say it's the Pope. You know, I, one of the clearest, um, especially when you, you look at the way that the numbers translate over to, to languages. Um, it's called gematria, and it's a, it's a method that you can use to figure it out. Nero is probably yeah. uh, one of the clearest. Yes. Um, that, that 666 number directly translates over to his name. Yes. Without you know, people have used a lot of effort to make it turn into a lot of different names, right. but the idea is that, just as the Bible tells us, there's there's many antichrists that have come. There, I think there's going to be a final one that's going to represent kind of what you're talking about, but, but many have come, and I think if you look through history, you're going to see a lot of people who have uh, been false Christs or, right. um, you know, leaders who have been, you know, um, against the church Correct. and against Christ and persecuted terribly. So, so I think it's, you know, it's more, there's more than one, but there's going to be the final one. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, so what's interesting in the language that I never really noticed until, you know, years later after looking at this was that it talks about this calls for wisdom. He makes this statement. He goes out of a way yeah. to say his way to say this calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. And so I look at that and I'm like, and I think most of us like that live now, especially Americans, we read this passage and we're going, oh, I can calculate who this is right now. I can figure this out. <laughs> I believe that this is for them, like at that time, those who would have been reading, um, you know, the letter at that time. And that they they would clearly know because they understood numeric equivalences to their alphabets at that time. We don't. That sounds like a weird mystic thing to us. That was normal for them. And Nero had only been gone maybe 20 years past since uh, and made a big impression. Uh, so they they would have known with that equivalence and with Nero, you know, being recently deceased, that um, this is saying something about what this dude, like what he created or what he brought forth. Yeah. Which was really uh, uh, an S versus them, you know, system, mm-hmm. you know, government. Like, we hate Christians. You know what I mean? And it was that kind of an opposition that was then succeeded by Titus and then succeeded by uh, Domitian, you know, who, who would have at this time, you know, been the successor to that same government and, and power that opposes the Christian, right? So, um, yeah, I don't think it's that as weird as we try to make it to be. If, if we think again in context, you know what I mean? Right. So, so yeah, it's got a future fulfillment, I believe. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But for these guys reading this at the time that John wrote it and, you know, it going out to the churches, which we know it did, chapter 2 and 3, 
um, like they probably it probably was a lot simpler for them to well, understand. With each of these, you know, people, there's no question about what they are, who right. they are, I mean, what they're like. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they oppose they oppose God. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, there's no real mystery there. Whoever it is, though, it seems to me, if you're going to have the entire world, because it talks about every tribe, tongue, nation are going to gather around, the right. people of the world are going to gather around this person, it has to be somebody that they would all gather around. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the people that you know, they've tried to make it over the years, right. it's hard to picture. I mean, when the right. time comes, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny to see how things can shift so rapidly. Sure. Something like even COVID coming into the world has has changed so much of the way we interact with each other and changed so many of the dynamics in a way that you never would have even thought. So so all of this could, you know, come together in a way that we could never imagine. Sure. But it seems like it's got to be somebody that everybody would get behind. And, you know. Or something is my point. Or something, yeah. So, yeah. so like, when, when I say that this, you know, can refer to Nero, like, as a person, because it is the, the number of a man, I'm not so much thinking, like, Nero's the thing that's the difference maker. It's right. what Nero crea created what he brought about globally, worldwide, is really what's being talked about. And I don't even want to mention the fact that the Catholic Church has come out of what Nero created and um, and that that's something the whole world could get behind, eventually, yeah. possibly. It's possible. It's Do hard. we want to talk about what the Reformers thought? <laughs> we can't. I mean, it seems, I don't know. It, I mean, we can all we can do is speculate. No, we don't right. need but to go. when yeah. the time comes, um, it'll, it'll be, you know, I think it'll be obvious. The Church will know who it is. And, it'll and, be clear. And, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess my point is like the calculation that John's saying, calculate this, have right. wisdom, like is not necessarily for us. I think there's a lot of Christians getting in trouble trying to do that right now. Yeah. When I, I really think this was for the specifically the seven letters mm -hmm. that were written to in chapter two and three. Yep. That's all. Just an observation. Yeah. Well, so. as far as everybody getting behind, you know, somebody we can rule out, Betty White and Bob Saget. They've <laughs> Gone from this earth, and so mm -hmm. can take them off the list of potentials. Did you think it was going to be one? No. What if they? What no. if they had a mortal head, a fatal head wound? <laughs> yeah. Right. Then what, Chad? Uh, might change some things. <laughs> they might come back. <laughs> now we can talk about who the horror Babylon is. You know, like, mm -hmm. Might be Amazon, Amazon Prime. I don't know. Yeah. I would miss that if it was gone. Yeah, don't ruin Prime for us all. I would weep and cry <laughs> if it was gone. <laughs> we yeah. did. We did well, actually. Yeah, better than I thought we were going to. Are you done, or do you got more no, questions? No, I'm done. Dang, we, we've, we've, nailed, we've, we've nailed it up. I think the big thing for us is that you know, again, a lot of symbolic language, a lot of things yeah. that are uncertain. Mm -hmm. But but there's nothing that's uncertain for the Christian. Exactly. And and we don't have to trip out and worry about you know whether or not we you know we might slip into this or you know it, it's something that right. we don't have to worry about. If our names are in the the book of life, we're good. Yes. And, and praise God for that, that, that it's not up to us. You know, it's right. not, it's can't not screw our it hold of Christ. It's his hold on us that actually saves us, yeah. and we can't mess it up. Yep. Right. So mm -hmm. thank the Lord for that. That is the takeaway. Because if we could, we would, Yep. you know, but we can't. Yep. So we won't. That's yep. all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as always, if, uh, if you guys have more questions that uh, you want us to attempt to answer, uh, we're happy to get, you know, Get whatever you want to send us, and and we may even try to take tackle some of them. Yeah. Some of them might be beyond our reach, but but we'll give it a shot. So that we will. You got something else there? Um, no. Okay. It looked promising. You were you were flipping through the pages. I was kind of like considering something, but no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess with that, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we yeah. will be, Lord willing, back Lord. next week. All right. Shall we? You want to pray, Chad? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, God, thanks for today um, and for our discussion. Um, hard things sometimes uh, to understand and make sense of, and so I just pray that you would help us to have the understanding that we need um, to interpret Scripture uh, in a right way. Uh, but more than that, I pray that you would help us just in our allegiance and worship to you, that we wouldn't have an allegiance to uh, just this world or the systems of this world or things like that, but that, that you would help us to see clearer and clearer as time goes on um, who, who you are and what you've done for us and that that would draw us to you. So uh, help us to endure when we need to endure. Help us um, to proclaim Christ as we go about our business and um, help us uh, to understand the things that we need to understand. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, just a reminder, by the way, that anybody who's been listening to this or, or tuning into the sermons, if you have questions about anything we're talking about, if you want to get together and, and uh, you know, and you've gotten together with some people, we've had some emails, you know, bouncing around about this stuff, we're open and available because, yep. you know, a lot of these things can be challenging and we understand that. So I feel like the millennium will be coming on a discussion here <laughs> okay. because that's some of what... Yep. I've had conversations with people. No, it'll come up. But anyway, what are we going to talk about next week? I'm not even Do we know? Or is there like a teaser? No maybe? teaser. I don't know. We'll we, figure it out. we got a list of tune questions, in, but we haven't decided. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, cool. It'll be a mystery. Yep. Yeah. Have a good day. Yeah, See you guys, guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.